Welcome back to Ramsey's Recaps. Uh, this week, I still have COVID, but I'm more lively than I was last week. Hoorah! Last week, I truly recorded the day I found out I had COVID. It was like real oh, sad God. about it. So, <laughs> That's like a double whammy of just yeah. like, I'm tired and sad. Yeah, so um, sorry for last week's lackluster episode, but who cares? Um <laughs> We're moving on. We're making it work. This is my podcast and I'm going to do what I want. <laughs> Hell yeah. And this week I have a new friend. This is my friend oh, Grace. Friend. Oh, hi. It's Grace. That's Grace. A, that's a me. That's a her. <laughs> that's a me. I'm sorry. I ruined your podcast. Thank you so much. It was great being out here with you. <laughs> Bye. Oh my God. <laughs> Grace and I met all the way back in 2015 when we God. studied abroad so long ago so long ago now we babs but 20 years old thinking we knew everything as we wandered around the uk i certainly knew i knew nothing but (laughs) we liked to pretend that i knew something we like to pretend that we knew what we were doing when we were like let's just go to italy for a weekend we know how to do that Ooh, the fact that you know what we did do (laughs) that we did not get murdered or or lost simply just i mean we got lost but we did always find our way back and we yeah. did not get permanently lost in italy <laughs> is always shocking the the lucky part is that rome is not very big and everything that you want mm. to see as a tourist is like in the same with like four miles it's all very so, walkable yeah so you know we had a lot of fun and then <laughs> we came back to the united states and we lived on literally the opposite sides of the country yeah <laughs> Because I was in the Pacific <laughs> Northwest and you were out here in the Northeast. That's Hell yeah. <laughs> so where I've been and where I'm staying. And But I moved out here and still didn't see you until the pandemic <laughs> happened. <so. laughs> well, how much, how, how long before COVID did you move to New York? I moved in the fall of 2018. So I really had only been in New York for like a little over a year before the okay. pandemic happened. All right, so it's not unreasonable. I could have at some point, but boy, that was not a great time for me. It wasn't a great time for me either. Like, I (laughs) feel like 2019 was just a a bad year all around. (laughs) It was good, and then I realized in 2020 it wasn't. Yeah. (laughs) And that's where, that's the kicker. Which is saying something, because 2020 was arguably really bad. (laughs) No, it kind of all happened at once. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I got into a bad year, and then I was like, no, you've been in a bad year. This is year two bad year. I think I had been in a bad year since I graduated college and didn't know what I wanted to do with my life. I mean, honestly, yeah. A data entry job was not where I sh- this theater major-, major should have gone no. after college. I no. was doing the same thing and I hated it. <laughs> it was awful. Hell yeah. Um, but anyways... Now we you know. Now we saw we've seen each other in person again for the first time in like six years, and it was Woo! much fun. And I'm gonna so see fun. you again so soon in a couple months. Yes! Oh my gosh! COVID doesn't ruin our lives again. <laughs> you know. You know we're gonna show up. No. At that, we're gonna show up at Gaylord National Convention Center whether they want us or not. <laughs> I can't believe I didn't tell you that the hotel the hotel was called the Gaylord because that's like half the fun of Katsukan. <laughs> Just a bunch of weeds hanging out in the Gaylord Convention. It, 
Yeah, no, and I don't think we have an atrium room this year, which is kind of a bummer because it's it's a U-shape, and mm-hmm. on that U-shape the shape, they have a whole bunch of balconies, and people put the weirdest shit out there. Oh, Somebody put an Edward Cullen cardboard cutout. Somebody put a Danny DeVito cardboard cutout that they then at night proceeded to carry around the parties because everyone just parties in the lobby. Oh, yeah. (laughs) We're going to see how COVID does. We're going to be staying in our room. We'll party in our room. (laughs) (laughs) We'll just get a couple of N95 masks. I know they're requiring vaccinations. Yeah. Proof of vaccinations at this one and masks at all times. And that's already better than Rhode Island Comic Con did. So, hell yeah. And look, if I can survive NYC Comic Con or Anime Con or whatever the fuck. Shocking. But I, yes. think I, I think I will be like relieved to see how less busy KatsuCon is. Um, I don't know. I don't. What are the numbers for? I don't know numbers either, but I do also know that KatsuCon is huge. Yeah. Not in the same way that, like, anime is huge. They're both large. <laughs> large. Quite large. They're both um, quite large. Well, I'm excited. But that would be interesting to see. I'm excited yeah. for you to come. I've never been to DC. I mean, this will be, like, my third KatsuCon. And I think I went on to DC, like, twice on, like, a school trip and a family trip. Uh, it was lots of Smithsonian's. That's really the only reason we go to DC, and now to go to the Gay Lord, which in itself is its own Smithsonian. Really, yeah. if you think about it, it's really a people watching convention. Honestly, yes, <laughs> completely, five thousand percent, yes. So, Grace, this is a Gordon Ramsay podcast. Yes. What is your experience with the Gordon Ramsay cinematic universe? What do you watch? Gordon Ramsay Cinematic Universe. Um, I for sure have seen a couple of Kitchen Nightmares before. I do enjoy the show. I have not seen all of them because it's whatever we found on the TV. Um, A couple of a little bit of Hell's Kitchen. Probably not my personal favorite just because I was very confused as to why he was always yelling at these people. But then I later realized it's because they're supposed to be capable and aren't. Yes. I also had that confusion with Hell's Kitchen where I was like, I thought these were like amateur chefs, but no, these are like people who have been no. chefs yeah. in like high positions and yes. should know what they're doing. Because it's when he did his kids show, chef show, and he was like really amazingly sweet and encouraging yes. with the kids. Everyone was like, oh, oh, okay. So he's not just like a dick. He's no. a dick when you're supposed to know what you were doing. Yeah. I've heard Master Chef is much chiller of a show yeah. than Hell's Kitchen. Which yep. And uh, I think that's mostly it. I I have finished all of the seasons of Hell's Kitchen that are on Hulu. Nice. I still don't fully understand why that's a show. It's w- very weird. It is basically if they put Survivor mini games in Chopped. Do, does anyone win? <laughs> Can you win Hell's Kitchen? Yeah, so for a, for most of the time you win as a team. Or you lose as a mm-hmm. team. Mm-hmm. And then once you're in the black jackets, you're all individual. And then you win. And then it's like the last two people have like a, a a dinner service where they make their own menus. And then whoever has better feedback and whoever Gordon has liked more throughout the season wins, basically. Okay. Okay. So all right. Because the- I don't... I didn't watch enough to understand that there was a real structure to it. Yeah, <laughs> it takes a while to get, yelling at people. It takes a while to get used to, 
it's definitely not my favorite of the Gordon Ramsay shows, but I've also watched Hotel Hell, and that's not a good show either, so. I think I've also seen a couple episodes of that. I much prefer yeah. Nightmares. Because so, it's just, it, it, it's, it makes more sense. If you like Kitchen Nightmares, you'll like 24 Hours to Hell and Back, which is his new version of Kitchen Nightmares. Oh, but Oh, wait. Is that, like, do they do it in 24 hours? Because I had a question, yeah. like, do these actually only filmed for, like, three days? I think so. Because that's impressive. Because I always am, like, suspicious of an overnight makeover. Oh, just because, I, like, 20, 24 but. hours, I doubt, is over the course of actually 24 hours. I bet it's a couple days at least. But Kitchen Nightmares was filmed over, like, three, four days at a time. Like, yeah, okay. That makes that all right all right all right three four makes sense yeah bitchin uh okay so this week gordon is in boston massachusetts massachusetts which i always have trouble saying massachusetts massachusetts (laughs) it took me forever to learn how to say massachusetts okay so (laughs) look i was I went to school in Vermont, and I had to teach everyone how to say Winnipesaukee, so it's cool. <laughs> There's some weird words up here. It happens. We have the weird ones in Oregon and Washington. Puyallup is my favorite weird one. Ooh, Puyallup. Yeah, nobody knows how to say it. Puyallup. Woof. Yeah. It's like Haverhill here. I always think it's supposed to be Haverhill, but that is incorrect. I I also used to live in Aloha, Oregon, but it's spelled the same as Aloha, but it's pronounced Aloha. They're just like, no, we don't say it the same. <laughs> They're just like, no, we're different. <laughs> no, we're different because we say it different. Spelled exactly the same. Exactly the same. So, speaking of weird names, uh, Gordon is visiting Davi Day, not David, not David. Davi Day. Davi Day. Um, it was bought by brothers Frank and Anthony in 1997. Business was good when they first got it. It's located in the North End, which is known for its Italian food restaurants. It has over 150 of them, apparently. That tracks. There are many restaurants in Boston, and I would not be surprised if there are that many just Italian ones and only in the North End. That completely tracks in my book. Little Italy, man. <laughs> it's uh, up there. <laughs> Davide was the first fine dining Italian restaurant um, in the neighborhood, and it opened in 1982. It was number one in Boston with a three-week wait for bookings and its height. Damn. And then a few years after opening, Frank found out that Anthony was embezzling money to buy painkillers and opioids and heroin. My mouth dropped. I literally gasped. in my room i was just like (gasps) i don't know why like i was so blindsided by that yeah but i was completely like anthony's a character like he also just the names though frank and anthony the most perfect names for these gentlemen these italian boston (laughs) these italian boston men it's just so perfect the accents in this episode wild i just i love the boston new york so so love it so much yeah and then fucking the server is looking like he's coming out of the mob (laughs) oh my god that server just i was like he's perfect he's perfect for this (laughs) so anthony went to jail 
um, and then left Frank the business. And that's when business started going downhill because Frank got burnt out. He has very clearly all of the signs of depression, like severe. Very clearly. Like, every time I watch one of these episodes, I'm like, there needs to be a therapist. Has Gordon Ramsay taken classes <laughs> on therapy? Because he's also pretty decent at it. Or maybe that's just the show writers or whatever. But like, I, for sure, anyone who's on the show should be in therapy. Oh, yeah. Like, and I don't know. Maybe it just is like, he is let like, white Boston Italian man. Absolutely. You just don't talk about your feelings. Yeah, you just never talk about your feelings ever. So he's just gonna, like, head down, muddle through it until some he either dies or the restaurant goes away. <laughs> <laughs> it's like what John Mulaney says, like, yeah. about being Irish. Pretty much the same thing. You bottle it up here in the chest, and then one day I'll die. Yeah. Exactly. And you're all good. <laughs> That's the That's way crazy. the talent of Frank to cry with a straight no emotion on his face other than just tears streaming down it but like you can tell the intensity from like the veins on his face yeah it's incredible he's held together by stubbornness and toxic masculinity so by sheer force of will at this point absolutely that is very burnt out will so anthony is now back at the restaurant he is trying to prove that he has changed, that he's better now, he's sober, he's clean, he's not getting into trouble anymore. But Frank doesn't trust him anymore either, which, you know, both sides I see. You know, totally get it. Yep, Both perspectives are valid. The business is currently in a million dollars of debt. So much. So much money. A lot of money. A lot of money. (laughs) Um, the staff and family of the brothers know that Frank has a lot of pent up anger, but they know that if mm. the relationship doesn't get fixed, the restaurant isn't going to get fixed. It's a classic mm-hmm. situation of kitchen nightmares where if the re- if the relationship is broken, the restaurant's broken. It's therapy. The show's therapy, right? Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. I can't imagine that there wasn't a therapist on set. There had to be, or at least someone know, this is, consulting. This was twenty ten. This is twenty. I know. Plus. Like, is this just Gordon Ramsay being like a very decent human being? I think so. And like this understanding is. conflict and like interfamily stuff. Yeah. I mean, he he talks about it briefly in the episode, but he, his brother struggled with drug addiction for a long time. That's true. He's he's probably gone through a lot of therapy and family therapy himself, yeah. probably. So okay. just from experience, possibly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That um, that that can track. Yeah. Bit of a tangent, real fast. So real quick. I talk about Bar Rescue a lot because I've watched a lot all of it. Oh, I love Bar Rescue. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Apparently, yes. John Taffer has a show called Marriage Rescue where he no. go no. No. marriages. No. I have not watched the show. No. But I don't know how rich barman's gonna make marriage better. So I don't think he barely makes bars better half the time, I will say. He probably has more like a two thirds success rate, but like there are some that fucking tank. And honestly, like me and my sister when we're watching, we're like, dude, that was not a good idea. (laughs) The people were so against it and then it was gonna fail because they for sure hated what you did. You didn't even like attempt to make it in their range of what they might be passionate about. Oh, I love that show. He's so ridiculous. 
so yeah. much yelling that happens for no reason. He appeared on an episode of Kitchen Nightmare or um, Hell's Kitchen, and I screamed. <laughs> <gasps> oh, I need. I want. Is that previous? Has that happened? Yeah, it was like a. It was I like need a to watch that dinner. one. Like he wasn't like a big deal there, but he was. Just he just like, like showed up. Yeah, he he just shook hands with Gordon Ramsay, and I was like, oh my god, they're in the same room. They know each other. I knew it. <laughs> like, it's the same universe. Oh my god. Yeah, it's me with like the cork board <laughs> and the red string, going John Tapper and Gordon Ramsay do know each other. We should get Guy Fieri in the mix now. Like, <laughs> oh, I love Guy Fieri, but that's another show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Gordon takes a trolley to the restaurant, which is. An- <laughs> <laughs> I like, just love that he said that the trolley person would have like their finger on the heartbeat or would like be totally in the know. And I'm not saying that that's a wrong statement. Just the way that he <laughs> said it made it sound like he was real streetwise with like the kids and stuff and knew what was happening. But he's actually just a trolley driver with a little microphone. But also the trolley driver. <laughs> like a 40 year old man. The trolley driver did act like he and Gordon were best friends. Best friends. Did- for years right at the end was like bye gordon he's like see First you later bud. see ya and i was like when have you ever met him before this <laughs> who knows maybe they really are best friends and we just he just caught he got lucky well maybe i don't know why he would let his best friend be a trolley driver but i don't know unless that's his passion truly his passion <laughs> i love learning the history of boston <laughs> they got a tea party <laughs> The tea, you just follow the line that goes through Boston. I may live near there, but that does not mean that I remember the city very much. Oh, I know nothing about Boston. So. Absolutely. Not that much. So Gordon gets to the restaurant. Uh, the t- trolley driver also says that Davi Day is not a restaurant people would recommend these days. Burn. Dunks. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> I don't know a trolley driver in Boston who would recommend Davi Day. Like, like yikes. <laughs> oops yikes welcome to the episode where i'm gonna attempt every other sentence to do a boston accent and fail out of it <laughs> miserably like <laughs> i can't wait to hear it uh gordon gets to the restaurant and meets anthony and then he meets um the mom maria and then he meets frank and then he meets anthony's wife deborah and then he meets frank's r- wife kim <laughs> It is. The whole fucking extended family is here. I'm yeah, pretty sure the man is there as well. Like, second, Mark Wahlberg's there. <laughs> Marky Mark just shows up and is like, what's good, guys? Yo, Gordon, how's it hanging? Do you think Gordon's friends with Donnie Wahlberg? <laughs> no <idea>. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, no, you know what? If he's best friends with that trolley guy, he's probably best <laughs> friends with the Wahlbergs. <laughs> He's like, you know what? Your burger restaurant? Not bad. <laughs> you know what? I'm here for it. Yeah. So they sit down and have like a little meeting. Anthony. Well, first Gordon's like the decor, which isn't, it isn't that bad. It's, it's like, I feel cool. like I've been in this restaurant before, but yeah. I also feel like it might've been when I was so young that it's kind of like a fever dream now, or most Italian restaurants in the north end of Boston look like this. I was going to say it just looks like an Italian restaurant. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't know, man. Those curved seats. And when he was doing making the salad later on in the episode, I was like, 
This is like deja vu, man. I swear I've seen this before. <laughs> Dear God. A fever dream. <laughs> it is Monday. It is. I cannot handle this today. Don't <laughs> hear how bad my Monday's going. Here's a little kitchen nightmare for you. So it's shortly after Christmas. So I have some delicious leftovers that my mother made. And I took those into work for lunch today. However, once lunch rolls around, I realize I did not pack any utensils at all. Nothing. And I was like, okay, let me check the box of plastic ones in the studio. Nothing. So I'm just kind of like, hmm, this is a pickle. (laughs) And so I go to my car and I find that I have a plastic straw that I didn't use from like Aroma Joe's. And so I used that like a singular chopstick to eat my lunch today. Stabbing some roast beef. And I didn't even have enough forethought to think that two straws might make it easier. I really just went full hard on the one straw. <laughs> just the image of that in my head. Is- <laughs> Let's just say I'm really thrilled every day that I work by myself. <laughs> that I do not have coworkers, and while I am lonely, that is probably for the best. <laughs> just ah, oh, yeah, I'm yeah, I'm not really one to judge any sort of culinary stuff, but boy do I love watching people. Oh my god. <laughs> Gordon calls a meeting of the family. Frank tells Gordon that the business has declined over the previous three years. Anthony kind of lays it all, all out there. He's like, I embezzled money. I did this. I went to jail. I, have a, I went to through detox. I'm doing okay now. I get why they don't like me, but this is like, he literally just lays out his life story for Gordon. Yep. yep. Just, I mean, <laughs> best way to do it in that situation, you know, because it's going to yeah. kind of come, going to come up. So you might as well just be like, all right, here it is. Yeah. And Frankie is like, I still don't trust him because we've been burned six times. And then, like, I get it. Both valid points. Frustrating. Uh, Anthony thinks that Frank has just given up and is holding on to the past. And then Frank is still struggling to, like, trust Anthony to do anything in the business. Gordon's like, this is great. I'm going to eat some food now. (laughs) (laughs) Neat. So, what's for lunch? Yeah. (laughs) He's like, this is information I will store away for later. Um, I will take this and wait for dinner. Yeah, but now I would like to eat some Caesar salad. <laughs> so he orders a, a table-sized Caesar salad, a homemade lobster ravioli, and a rack of lamb, and the eggplant involtini? In something like that? Something. Um, this is where we get my favorite character of the episode. The best. Andrew, the server. Andrew. With his Guido-ass, slicked-back black hair. It looks greasy as hell. He looks 19. Like, this is the one person that I can, like, feel that I can definitively guess their age. However, yeah. I also still feel that I am wrong. Um, <laughs> but he looks like, is what I imagine a 19-year-old to be. He's fresh off the set of Grease. Yes. Uh- <laughs> but, like, even younger. Because everybody in Greece was, like, 30. Yeah, yeah. Um, so he's very excited to make also Andrew shows no emotion this episode. It is he has so many emotions and yet none. 
And, and yet, also, if I was him, I would be shitting bricks. Yeah. Because <laughs> I have to fucking... One, I had to actually make something in front of a customer. And two, that customer is Gordon Ramsay. <laughs> so, um, the menu says that all the pasta is homemade. And all everyone mm-hmm. believes that all, all the food is made to order. Remember that. <laughs> everyone remember that everyone outside of Frank know, thinks the food is made to order. So... Mm-hmm. Andrew goes puts and puts the order in, and then he comes back with his little trolley and his giant bowl, and he gets to work making a, a table side Caesar salad. It takes him eight minutes to make a Caesar salad, no. and then he places it in front of Gordon Ramsay, and Gordon Ramsay says, "Your lettuce was wet, so the dressing <laughs> that you took eight minutes to to mush together just fell off of it." So you can have the salad back now. <laughs> like he just wasted eight minutes. And Anthony's like, I just wasted eight minutes. Yeah. <laughs> oh God. Yeah. It's like Gordon's like, I like the idea of table side. It's very like homey and lovely. Yeah. Except you took Authentic. eight minutes. <laughs> eight fucking minutes. I would just get uncomfortable. Like as a person with anxiety, I would get uncomfortable. Especially if you're sitting there alone. Time. I'm just sitting there alone <sighs> watching a teenager concentrate over this like Could salad never. Could never. And he knocked a thing of the pepper on the ground. <laughs> I'd lose my mind. I would lose my mind. I would crawl. like, do I help him? Do I pick it up? Should I just say, hey man, it's okay. You don't have to do this anymore. I, if I, I was the server though, I would crawl into the lock-in and then just freeze to death. <laughs> and just just live back there now. Yeah, you're you're the walk-in gremlin. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so then Gordon gets his eggplant in Voltini, and he bites into it and is like, "This eggplant is soggy and rubbery, spongy and horrible." Spongy. Spongy I wrote that down specifically because he always says "horrible." Like, I don't know what it is. It's probably something in his cadence, but it's just like the most devastating. <laughs> wrecked spongy and horrible and you're just like i should die that's it he said it's horrible he's right it's the worst thing ever i don't know what it is yeah and andrew he's like when was that made it tastes like it was frozen and andrew's like it was made this morning and anthony's like it was made this morning and then they go back and ask frank and frank was like it was made three weeks ago and then i froze it Look, I'm no chef either, but three weeks is too much. That's too long to be in a freezer. Too long. Everyone go to your freezers and clean them out right now. (laughs) Please just do a sweep. Take it out. Probably too old anyway. Yeah. And then he gets the lobster ravioli, and they're awful. And he's like, when were these made? And then Frank says, they're not homemade, they're store-bought. The store makes them. I don't know when they do it. <laughs> and everyone's like, Yikes. the fuck? I thought our lobster ravioli was homemade. And then he gets the lamb, which is crusted in like rosemary and garlic, but the garlic mm. is burnt, and so it's it's bitter. It's bitter. <sighs> Ever since I saw Gordon Ramsay on Hot Ones, he must have like a ridiculously sensitive palate or... He overreacts about it a lot. Oh, I <laughs> think it was a lot. very emotional. I 
the thing I love about hot ones is watching the actors do it because you can tell they're suffering and then you can watch them rein in their craft and hold it together. And that was the exact opposite of what Gordon Ramsay did. He just, he put on the show of a lifetime and it was very entertaining to watch. Oh, it's always fun in Hell's Kitchen when he gets a dish that looks fine and he takes a bite and he just goes and spits it out into his hand and throws it on the ground and is like, that's the worst fucking thing I've ever eaten in my life. It's like fucking stone cold right there. Yeah. And it's just like, I'm sorry my risotto was like a little salty. Like sorry it was slightly mushy. Isn't most risotto mushy? So he throws the eggplant and the lobster ravioli at Andrew's head and then (laughs) the rack of lamb is also bad. Uh Gordon and Anthony talk between courses and anthony says that he spent almost four years in jail but now he's two years sober it's so good for him he's doing a great job but everyone outside everyone in the anthony and andrew are both like we hope that you can get through to frank because nobody else fucking can Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. kitchen time with frank now gordon goes back (laughs) to the kitchen and uh, he tells Frank what he thought of the food, and Frank says that he he first is like, "But what about the sauce?" I what literally wrote sauce? down in the SpongeBob font that's like <laughs> capital <laughs> lowercase. But what about the sauce? <laughs> and it's not fair because I can tell he's just so broken as a man. But, <laughs> but what about the sauce? Like I can't take criticism as a man. And Gordon's that like, way too mean. Gordon's like, fuck the sauce. Fuck the sauce. The rest was shit. It's not going to save it. It's a ravioli. The best part of the ravioli is the ravioli. <laughs> not the fucking tomato sauce. Oh my God. I just, I can't believe he actually asked it because I knew he was like mulling about it. He's like, yeah, but like, what, what did he say about the sauce? Like, come on, tell me you have to like something. And then he actually asked him. And I was yeah. like, no, Frank, that's not, no, Frank. <laughs> Frank, please. <laughs> Don't do it. So Frank is devastated that Gordon hates <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> devastated. And then Gordon, <sighs> like, I need a break, so bye. And then Frank's wife tells him to nut up and learn from Chef Ramsay or fucking nut up. <laughs> exactly, this whole time. Frank, nut up, man. So everyone's frustrated, but it's time for dinner service. Gordon Ramsay comes back. I don't know why I said his full name. Gordon comes back and Frank is <laughs> our good best friend Gordon. My new best friend Gordon Ramsay. I don't know if you heard of him. <laughs> he finds Frank sitting on like a milk crate between the stove and like a table. And he's like, Can you get up and like <laughs> get excited for dinner? <laughs> like before dinner even starts, he's like, I'm tired. Yeah, he's like, I just- I'm tired. Um <laughs> That's and then just... Frank's like, he stands up and he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he watches Gordon leave and then he sits down again. <laughs> then he stands there and basically just like disassociates for a little bit. Yeah. Like, he just turns yep. off. <laughs> he does. He really does. Poor he really powers down. He is, he's so broken. He you, you can tell he's just so tired. Yeah. 
So orders come in. Frank tries to be motivated, but the kitchen gets backed up. There's a long wait for food. Sorry, I had to drop my vape pen. Um, <laughs> it's very important to get. Very important. So Anthony tries to speed things up. Frank and him argue. And then Gordon realizes that there's just like no communication between Frank and the rest of the staff. And then Frank sends out the salmon dish that's covered in like a cream sauce. And he's like, mm-hmm. here, send that out, but start another one because I know they're going to send it back. And then they do. And Gordon's like, then why did you send it out? <laughs> it's like, because I just don't care. And it's like, oh my God. He doesn't care. <laughs> An hour and a half into dinner service, the food is starting to make its way to the diners, but it's not good. Everything comes back to the kitchen and then Frank explodes and just leaves. He, so. he just... He again he turned off. He was like, I'm all I'm I'm all set. I mean, just every other time that he spoke to his brother, he told him to kill himself. And then yeah. the other time it was fuck off. Which yeah. honestly, just listening to it, it's like, there's the Boston I know. Yeah. That's it. But then when you actually look at it, it's like this brother telling his brother that, and you're like, Oh yeah, no, <laughs> come on. Shit. <laughs> The sous chef has to step up and finish the service, but it's a bad service. It, it goes you poorly. Know, uh, yeah. Good night. Some Saturdays just suck hard. <laughs> Sometimes. It's probably like a Wednesday. Also, because the restaurant <laughs> is, is more full than it's been in years because Gordon Ramsay's there and people know Gordon Ramsay's there. Mm-hmm. So, like, it's an influx of customers that they're not ready for. Absolutely. And... Uh, Frank's wife Kim just starts crying to Gordon, and Gordon's yeah. like, "We need to, we need to do my favorite thing, which is reignite their passion." <laughs> yes, reignite the passion. He's lost to us. Wait, did I write something about this? I did. Hold on, <laughs> for sure. Know that I wrote something about. Oh. No. <laughs> Oh, it was about the reigniting their passion or something. I'm like, this is some like social media, like self care, find your inner beauty guru bullshit. That I'm like, I don't like the phrase of it, but I enjoy the sentiment. I so I technically have Ramsey's recaps merch. I only have like two t shirt designs right now. And I don't think I've sold any, and that's fine. Like I don't, I don't have like that many listeners, but I do want to write. I do want to make a shirt that says reignite my passion. <laughs> like a picture i hope you do (laughs) (laughs) absolutely oh no i I, please (laughs) do that i'll buy that right hell yeah dude (laughs) hell yeah dude (laughs) i would also buy my own shirt (laughs) (laughs) i did that recently i made a shirt for some friends and i was like you know what i put so much hard work into this design i'm gonna buy one for myself hell yeah dude (laughs) hell yeah dude So, um, Anthony reads, so the next day they have like a weird depression intervention with Frank, which is also where I was like, maybe a therapist would be good. Literally therapy. This show is therapy in restaurants. And Anthony reads a letter apologizing to Frank and says that he loves him. And of course, he prefaces it by saying, "You know we're no good at this, bud. You know, you, you know we're no good at this, bro." Honestly, he needs to say that because Frank was super not into it. He's like, "What is this? A fucking speech, dude?" I'm like, "Don't be mean." 
to Anthony. He is trying so hard. I was surprised he didn't at one point go like, what are you, fucking gay? Like, <laughs> Dude, I was like ready for him to be super <laughs> I was just like waiting for it to happen. And Mix of Boston in like early 2000s. Like, <laughs> absolutely. But yeah, no, he, he took it well. And then this is where I started to see that like stoic face pressure cry. And I was yeah. like, there are so many walls up inside this man. We are literally squeezing water from a stone. <laughs> Physically. <laughs> yeah, if a stone was a sponge, like, that's what's happening. It, yeah, no, it doesn't work. Um, so Frank's wife also gives him, a, like, a, a speech and says that he hasn't worn a chef's jacket in, like, four years, but he still refuses to wear it because he doesn't feel like he deserves it. Well, I love a good yeah. tangible, tangible metaphor, you know. We're we're getting some emotions out there, Frank. We're doing mm-hmm. it. So now it's time to do Gordon's favorite thing, which is to go into the kitchen and reignite his passion. Reignite their passion. <laughs> time to cook with Gordon, and Gordon's time like passion Whoa. cooking with Gordon. Cooking with Gordon always gets the passion going. Like, <laughs> he likes to keep it feisty <laughs> this is a couple's cooking class reigniting the passion with gordon period oh my god my one of my guests and i had an idea for an immersive gordon ramsay-esque play and that might be oh, the title <laughs> <laughs> yo if i could get on this absolutely oh hell yeah you're a part of the creative team now <laughs> i'm the idea lady let's go <laughs> love brainstorming <laughs> So Gordon asks Frank to create a dish that he likes to cook and he makes a lemon chicken dish and his Gordon eats it and Frank's like, ah, oh, you fucking hate it. And Gordon's like, it's delicious, you donut. Oh God, it's fucking no good. And he's like, don't speak before me. Tobacco, <laughs> he's like, shut up. He I takes get to his, talk yet. He takes off a white glove and slaps him with it. Smacks <laughs> him with a chef hat. Listen, I didn't say anything yet. And then Gordon loves it. And this is a rare episode where we don't get a second dinner service. We just go straight to the makeover. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. It doesn't happen very often. We also did not get, like, a kitchen inspection in this episode. It must have been, you know, other than just frozen food. Yeah, it must have been, like, clean and, like, organized. They only show the kitchen when it's, like, dirty and disgusting. When it's, like, nasty. Rotting. So, mm. Overnight, the restaurant is given a makeover. It looks the same. Um, <laughs> just, you know, like some better choices in fabric and paint. Yeah, That's about like it. Darker paint and some, like, artwork and new chairs. Oh, yeah, the, like, <laughs> he's like, we've modernized it with these fucking forget what he calls them. They're, like, spances or whatever. Yeah, he's wall. like, <laughs> they're just a rectangle with Davi, Davi Day. <laughs> Art deco finger line. painted like a doggy day finger painted day. by six-year-old twins like it's like when i like writing anxiety but you make it anxiety when you put the little oh, the little like <laughs> above the e and you're like anxiety yeah. that'd be day it's french oh yes and the weight the mahogany chairs which she holds up with such pride and i just wrote that is mahogany because I only do Hunger Games references because that's <laughs> in the time period, right? <laughs> the twenty tens, yeah, yeah, twenty tens. There you go. Yeah, that was when the movies were starting to come out. Is a topical reference for ten years ago. <laughs> for ten years ago. 
Uh, relaunch night happens. Kim tells Frank to put on the chef's coat, and he does. Uh, Gordon then opens up to Frank about his own troubles with his brother yeah. and addiction. And he's like, it's okay, Frank. Your brother is back to you. I wish my brother was clean and sober. He, like, gets all personal with him. It's really cute. It was a really nice moment of men, like, recognizing that, like, it was like, Frank finally was like, oh my god, other people are going through this. Like, I feel like he was just didn't know that again. Therapy. Therapy. But like when he was just like, oh my god, this very successful world-known chef is basically in the same position as me, but like his brother isn't sober. Like, it's it's a nice reset on your perspective, right? Because it's understand he's hurt you so much, both viewpoints are valid, but also you gotta like attempt the non-biased stance of being like it is two years he still is showing positive behaviors this is working well you at some point you do have to give him the benefit of that of the doubt otherwise you're just you know beating a dead horse yeah and also the fact that like gordon ramsay whose life is supposed to be perfect because he's yeah. a chef has a brother who struggles with addiction and like we, we dad, so you know absolutely we love a moment of male bonding a, a raw emotional moment for men we yeah. love seeing it we love to see it we go straight from this beautiful moment to gordon revealing the brand new menu and talking about gnocchi and lemon chicken and burrata for like a long time he talked about burrata <laughs> mm-hmm. i kind of zoned out just a little bit because the food looked really good and that's why i don't watch these shows very often because they make me very <laughs> hungry for food that i can't cook for myself i'm a bad chef so then i just have to wish that i could have this food i'll make you some burrata gnocchi yes please i know know how to cook italian food no i got some really nice uh pan and and cookware for christmas so that it might help me so come back over and you can cook for me i will do the dishes That's always the best uh, partnership is person who cooks and person who does dishes. Hey, man, I am moral support while you're cooking. And then I clean up (laughs) after because I know that's all I have to offer. Oh, I love cooking for people. Yeah, I'll bring my Gordon Ramsay cookbook and I'll cook you a Gordon Ramsay dish. (laughs) We'll have have a Hell's Kitchen weekend. Oh, my God. (laughs) Uh, Relaunch starts and Gordon has invited some Boston Magazine food critics. I have to also say that relaunch night, when it's going well, is right where I zone out because I don't care anymore. Mm -hmm. So it's a good relaunch night. And so, like, the food has some trouble getting out at first. Like, a pork's undercooked at one point, but everything goes out fine. And they have, yeah, I think I wrote down, come on, boys, you can do it. And then a very long no. Yeah. They like, (laughs) and then Gordon gives them a pep talk and they're all good at the end. And then he's just like, hey, 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 you're good. And then he's like, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yes, chef, yes, chef. <laughs> he's like, no, yes, yeah, chef, okay, we're good. We're good. Okay, like, we're good. Times, like, like, yeah, dude, fine. I get, I get, I got a nice sense of satisfaction from this one going well. Because I've, I've worked in two restaurants. I, it was one summer and then only for a couple months. And <laughs> I worked as a waiter first. And then, and that was, uh, that's where I learned that I have anxiety. <laughs> that's where i learned that i have social anxiety because there were nights where i would just be like weeping in the car i'm like mom i'm just so like tired she's like, she's like okay okay 
I'm sorry. Then I'm like, oh, it emotionally drains me because that's it's my social battery. I understand now. Yeah. And then so yeah, after that, I was like, I will only serve if it is the last case scenario. So then I had to get another job when I moved again after that, and I got one at uh, a very popular wings place that is a chain. Fuck them. (laughs) And uh, I only only was host did not serve that shit is hard as hell and i will not allow other people to be in charge of my salary like that from their own personal feelings about how their food went because they're horrible but i will say that when everything is lining up in a restaurant when your food is coming out at the right times and you have everything timed up right it is really magical and it's such a satisfying feeling because you have like three different projects that are at all different timings and if you can line them all up succinctly you're finishing projects left and right and you're like this is a great feeling wow and then there are nights where you're like i wish i was fucking dead yeah i really wanted to go to culinary school for a long time and i just ended up not doing that chef is also scary i could never line cook that is such a time management could could not yeah i think i would have to be that person like starts as like a dishwasher like you gotta really Mm -hmm. slowly Mm -hmm. get me in there absolutely 27 and have never worked in the food industry so at this point i don't think anyone in the food industry would ever hire me so not don't do it unless you have to no (laughs) it's i'd be like a bartender but that's about it that's what i thought too and then i was a waiter and then i went no I don't want to. I'm good. <laughs> well, that's Dobby Day. Do you have any thoughts? Figure out what happened next. Um, I mean, like it it framed it. Oh, I also wrote down here, especially at the end. I wrote, "I love an Italian grandma" because it kept oh, yeah. like cutting over to, I think, the boy's mother's, and she almost had like a triangle shaped hair. Yeah, because of like her curls and like had a cigarette inside and was like, mm-hmm, yeah. <laughs> like i was like i love her i love nana she's great mama maria <laughs> mama maria uh yeah no what does it say if anybody wants to be my italian grandmother um i'm taking would, applications <laughs> i'm taking applications i would love and i was about to make it really sad I'm gonna say I'd love any grandma because all of my grandparents died when i was in high school i'm so sorry I just meant for the food and the bread. <laughs> Me too. I was gonna say it's because my Mexican grandmother sucks at cooking a little bit. But yeah. oh no! I mean, yeah, my mom, her grand, her parents grew up like they were born in Depression era. My oh, my damn. grandparents and my mom were a little bit more spread apart. Like my parents were born in the late fifties, I think. No, late sixties. My mom graduated high school in 1977 so 60s oh yeah my dad was five years old six years old (laughs) yeah 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 so they're they're on the older end so yeah i don't think my grandma had anything particularly she could cook yeah and she could cook things i don't know if she was a chef (laughs) chef my grandma my grandma used to bake for christmas every year when we were kids and i loved her like cookies and she would make a pumpkin log mm-hmm. one of those like oh cake things i love those 
it. My dad's mom would make a strawberry shortcake. That was pretty good. Mm. And I think that's like the only real dessert thing. The one dessert thing that I love from my mother that was her father's favorite thing was a chocolate mousse pie, which was basically just like a pie crust with chocolate mousse in it. Yeah. <laughs> and then you cut it up in pie shapes. Like, honestly, still very Depression era, like super yeah. simple bits Dude, and bobbles. Yeah. Best thing in the world. I love it so much. <laughs> but they like ended it? on like a, a happy ending, right? At least in the show. I don't know yeah. if it continued after where they said in the show. So they ended happy. Um, the show was like they continued being successful after Gordon left. Um, Gordon does revisit in a later episode. Um, he, Anthony is still in the front of the house and Frank is still in the kitchen. Nice. He still has his chef jacket on and he only sits before and after service and not during anymore. So good for him. Go for him. Go for him. Like a 50 year old man. So, you know, he's allowed. <laughs> Dude, I specifically bought a stool to cook with because standing to cook hurts my knees so much. You gotta get those little squishy rugs. I have one. Oh, my knees are horrendous. So it's really funny. He's like, I never want to see you cooking and sitting again. And I'm like, I specifically bought a stool to do that. So I don't hate cooking so much. So because I have COVID, because I have COVID, um, I was I was still making Christmas dinner because I wanted to because I'm here with my roommate. Yes. And I was like, I want to like roast a chicken and make some mashed potatoes and just like have Christmas dinner. I was probably cooking for like maybe 30 minutes. And I was, I didn't realize how hard I was breathing because I, I have, <sighs> I don't have very good lung capacity anymore because of COVID. Mm-hmm. And my roommate, she comes up with me with the chair and is like, just sit down. Tell me what to do. <laughs> <laughs> like, am I really like, Nana, sit, please. I was like, oh, Courtney, God. you are our Italian grandmother. Oh my God, the dream, <laughs> the dream. I want to, I want to be a bruja, like just an Italian, a, bruja. <laughs> a Spanish witchy grandmother. I love that. Yes, please. Um. <laughs> but yeah, so apparently I just can't like do things for more than like ten minutes now without breathing weird. Oh, that's rough. So, don't get COVID. Wear a mask, everyone. Get vaccinated. <laughs> don't get COVID boosted baby we're working on it yeah i have to get i'm getting boosted next month yeah oh yeah you have to wait now Mm -hmm. Mm. also like because i i have it i guess i'm immune to it for a while so yeah i think it because when my brother got it he couldn't get it was right around the time like right before we could all start getting vaccinated so Mm. he had to wait like two months i think damn yeah plagues man (laughs) pandemics am i right the end of my right so uh gordon is served a variety of dishes he loves them all and thinks they are delicious the brothers are getting along uh business is up 15 percent and then gordon has a surprise for them a hockey player from the boston bruins who gives them a jersey sure oh reviews after filming were mixed yelp reviews were mostly one or two stars with negative comments on service and poorly cooked food Urban Spoon was more positive and praised the food service, but some mentioned long waits for food. Um, Davi Day closed in May of 2014 after being sold in January 2014, so it lasted about four more years after Gordon. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. That's a pretty good track record. I just I hope that was enough time for them to like pay off their debts and like be comfortable selling it. Yeah, fingers crossed. Um, 
the owners wanted to start a farming venture in Boston North End Food Tours. So I think they just wanted to change businesses. They posted yeah, that's smart. on Facebook in May of 2014. Today is the day we say goodbye to Davi Day Restaurant. We would like to say thank you to all of the customers, family, and employees who came through our doors all these years. Life has a new direction for us three, and we have now begun Three Boys Farm. We are getting to the root of the industry and growing the product that makes all of those dishes possible. Davi Day aired on February 25th, 2011, was filmed in December of 2010. So that's Davi Day. Three, three Boys Farm? So who's the third boy? Yeah, I would like to know who the third boy is. <laughs> is it Anthony? <laughs> well, is, it, is it Andrew? <laughs> third boy. Three Boys Farm, Stowe, Massachusetts. Specialize in Italian vegetable, eggs, and poultry. They don't have a website, oh. but they do have a Facebook page. Bold. Who's the third boy? <laughs> Who's the third boy? He was one of their sons. No, they do have a website, but it's threeboysfarm.net. So that's how you know it's good. <laughs> dot net Ooh, and i clicked on it and it sent me to honda dealers <laughs> <laughs> oh no What's i was gonna on? say threeboys.com i'm sure was taken <laughs> yeah do not do not put that into your search bar unless you don't go you know what just simply for viruses alone maybe just don't go even if you want to go that's bad um, that for that site for sure has viruses on it <laughs> The last update on their Facebook page was in April of 2018. So. Yeah, who knows? Who knows? Should I call them? <laughs> leave, a, leave a voicemail. Why not? Yeah, I'd like to know who the third boy is. <laughs> hey, guys. Uh, we just watched your kitchen uh, nightmares from, like, you know, the 2010s or so. Uh, who's the third boy in your farming venture now? Yeah. Who's uh, we're really boy? curious. Is it Anthony? He was fun. We hope it's Anthony. <laughs> they never mentioned any kids. No, but they usually don't unless the kids are like... Unless the kids are like working there. Working there, actively. yeah. They also have a Twitter. Should I check the Twitter? <laughs> oh god, maybe. Um, The last time they posted on Twitter was October of 2016. Oh, that's even older. Frank is, Frank is now catering. Spring has definitely sprung. <laughs> what? Frank's also available as a private chef for your next dinner party or cooking class. Interesting. I would like to, I want Frank to come take to a party. cooking class from Frank. Three Boys Farm LLC. I'm not going <laughs> to I'm not going to cook anything called Three Boys Farm. Three Boys Farm. No, thank you. <laughs> no, I have. Happy day. I have. <laughs> I've read and listened to far too much true crime. I know better. <laughs> Three Boys Farm. No! Not gonna get me. <laughs> That's how you end up on a list <laughs> with the government. <laughs> That's how you end up on a fucking list. Thanks, Davi Day. <laughs> well, Grace, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Courtney, thank you so much for having me. I am honored to be here. This is so fun. I love getting to talk about these ridiculous shows. Oh, and you'll definitely be back because. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> because I asked. Oh, you mean because I accidentally watched the wrong episode. So now I get to come back for the episode that I accidentally watched. Yeah, but it's a really great episode. So I'm glad. You're it's a great 
episode. <laughs> I have so many things to say about that one. I had things to say about this one, but I have things to say about that other one. If you want to just watch the the next one, um, which is Down City for fun, you'll also have many things to say about that one, I'm sure. <laughs> oh, good. Oh, good. Down City. Because now I've learned that the YouTubes and the Hulus are not the same and the no. numbers are all mixed up. So I'll search the restaurant now. I know yeah. better. And also, it doesn't help that the Google and the Wikipedia are also different. <laughs> Jesus Christ, what has happened to the, what is the Gordon Ramsay extended universe fandom? It needs to be organized, folks. Come That's on. That's why I keep saying I'm going based off of the Hulu organization because that is where I'm watching Kitchen Nightmares. So in Hulu world, this is season three, episode seven. Six. Six. Don't do this to me. <laughs> Don't do seven this to me. Three. I'm sorry. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, this is so fun. I love getting to chat with you. Do you have anything you want to plug? Um, I'm not super duper active in making content on the internet. I'd love to, but I don't do that much. Uh, I have an Instagram uh, where I do cosplay and I style wigs and stuff. Uh, that is graced by cosplay on yeah. Instagram. Go buy a wig from Grace. <laughs> yeah, I might have to. I might have to start uh, doing wig commissions again. I stopped for a little bit there because I was depressed, but now I'm doing better. So I think I got to do that again. I'm also living on my own and not at my parents' house. So that also helps. <laughs> that also helps. That Thank also helps. <laughs> Hell yeah, DM me, guys. I can send you my price sheet. Get all those anime wigs. All them anime wigs. We love it. Well, thank you everyone so much for listening to another episode of Ramsey's Recaps. I hope this Woo! fun, funny, lively episode makes up for last week's sleepy episode where I truly recorded it right after I woke up from a nap. So, oh, no. <laughs> you really didn't set yourself up for I did not set myself last week for anything good to happen with <laughs> an episode. And also, it was an episode like, I didn't care about. Fuck it, we're doing it live. Yeah. And also, Grayson was a bad guest that episode. I will call you out, Grayson. Mm. You were being a bad Roasted. guest. I'm looking Spiked right at you, camera. Been dunked on Grayson. We're going to need a response on Twitter. <laughs> we're beefing. Trailer we're trash beefing. ended. And now we're beefing. Oh, a feud. No, Trailer Trash. Everyone go listen to the finale of tra Trailer Trash, the series finale. We finally made it through all 50 states and oh what was your last one did you go by we went, alphabet or number no we started in washington and we ended in new york oh full so, ass real road trip yeah so we went like Love all the that. very fun yeah so if you like movies go listen to us uh trash talks of movies and uh if you like glee go listen to my other podcast th glee <laughs> because i have no chill i have three podcasts so. The Snapchats I've gotten from, I'm assuming, you doing your research for that podcast. My God. I've written a fanfic for that podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I need so. to read it. Oh, I'll send it to you. Yes. It's it's only got like a couple chapters right now. I have not had not had time to write but it's, is it not getting constantly updated on fanfiction.net. Um, it's on Wattpad, thank you. No, Wattpad, is it a live journal? No, I don't know. I don't know anything. I don't read fanfiction. <laughs> this is my first venture into fanfiction ever. And it's glee! Yeah, because I hate myself. Anyways, thank you everyone so much for listening. Bye! Woo!
Bye. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Ramsey's Recaps. If you liked this episode, please give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. It really helps us out. If you want to follow us, you can follow us on Instagram at Ramsey's Recaps. You can also follow me on TikTok to see all of the recipe videos that go with the episodes at It's a Me Courtney One. And if you want to support us financially, you can throw a few dollars our way on Ko-Fi. That's ko-fi.com/slash Courtney Style. The links to everything will be in the description, and I'll see you in the next one. Bye.